We're like a rocket ship. Take a look at the numbers. Babowski. We're like a rocket ship. Take a look at the numbers. Babowski. Babowski. Take a look at the numbers. Take a look at the numbers. Take a look at the numbers. Hello. Hello. Can you? Oh, hello. Oh, we're recording. I see. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. 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 What's going on there? You're just taking your lunch break? Yeah. Yeah. It was just uh, I was just talking about movies to a couple of my coworkers. Yeah, what what movies were you talking about? Uh, well, we we actually it sort of was more about actors, um, because we were talking about the Warcraft movie, which I saw. Uh, I did not like it. Um, uh, this was like I don't know, like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, it, like I was kind of expecting not to like it, but uh it just has kind of a lot of like TV actors, people that like have been in around for a while. Uh, I never, I didn't think any of them was really stand out. Um, I don't know. It it just, it seemed like it was trying to do a lot with very little. Did, did, did that point of view create a kerfuffle among your colleagues? (laughs) No, but it did. I mean, I think, um, well, Justin, one of my coworkers, uh, he does not agree with me on that one. Mm. And um, we were kind of comparing and contrasting it to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't think, like, like what I was saying is, <clears throat> I really think this, the, the story is probably the least important part of Star Wars. Like the first movie, why it got popular. Yeah. It's yeah. simple. That's all it needs to be. Amen. That's all I it, need. It has a couple great actors, uh, the, like some of the best special effects of the generation. For sure. Um, and a lot of great art design and like characters that appeal to kids and stuff like that, which is yeah. missing from the other one. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, think I just got a package. Uh, give me one second. Okay. Stand by. Okay. I did get a package. What is it? It's from my work. Made an order. Let's see what's in here. I believe it's some winter hats and a hoodie. Oh, wow. And let's see if there's anything else. Oh, and I got a knife for Danica. <laughs> you mean for Danica to use? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, just I just I just got one from from my work because they're super cheap. Yeah. And uh, we have one that's got a rain. It's like the blades like a rainbow. So, <laughs> you know, went ahead and got that one for. Sweet. Very thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I know we've got a limited amount of time here. I am ready. Oh, they sent me the wrong hat. Oh, well. Oh, man. That's fine. What a, what a sucky company. <laughs> yeah. God, these guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah, call a customer service. We'll <laughs> square it away for you. They're the best. That's oh, yeah, the best that's team true. of the entire place. Yeah, that's definitely true. Okay. All right. 
Tuesdays seem like they got to go quick compared to our Sunday stretch. Yeah, they really do. It's a marathon. It's not quite enough time, but you know. It's good. It's all right. It'll work. It's good to touch bases. Okay. Uh, So, what happened since there's not, you know, it's just been a couple of days, but in Trump land, that's enough. Well, so did you see the Trump interview on 60 Minutes or the 60 Minutes Trump interview with Leslie Stahl? I did not. Um, I would like to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I would say, go ahead. I was just going to say, I heard he, I thought, I, I think I heard he walked out. Yeah. Yeah. We watched it. I mean, it was last night. I guess it was last night. We didn't really think it went well for either one of them. I mean, Leslie <laughs> Stahl is, you know, I don't know. I'm sure she's a professional. I'm sure I couldn't handle any of this stuff. So I shouldn't be, you know, too overly critical, I guess, but it didn't make either one of them look particularly great, I think. Well, you that's know, good she, enough for him, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, this is the one that he taped and then released it. Yeah. Right. You know, here, this is the walkout part. Listen to this. See if this does anything for you. Do you know what you told me a long time ago when I asked why you keep saying fake yeah. media? Yeah. You said to me, I say that because I need to dis- uh, discredit you. So that when you say negative things about me, no one will believe you. I don't you. have to discredit you. But that's what you You've told me. You've discredited yourself. You know, I didn't want to have this kind of angry. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Well, then you brought up a lot of subjects that Well, I said I'm going to ask you tough up. questions. They were inappropriately but... brought up right from the beginning. No, your first question was, this is going to be tough questions. Why? You don't ask Joe Biden. I saw your interview with Joe, the interview with I Joe I never Biden. did a Joe it Biden was a interview. Joke. The interview, 60 Minutes. I see Joe Biden giving softball after softball. I've seen all of his interviews. He's never been asked a question that's hard. Okay, but forget him for a minute. No, but you you're start president, with me. You're president. And Excuse me, Leslie, you started with me. Your first statement was, are you ready for tough questions? Are you? That's no way to talk. There's no way to talk. I think we have enough of an interview here, Hope. Okay, that's enough. Let's go. <laughs> they sound exhausted. They sound like they're in therapy together. Yeah, they do. They both sound very yeah. tired. Right. And then he starts talking about another guy that she's softer on. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. They sounded so tired. You know, I'm sure they are tired. Well, I'm sure he's tired, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing all those rallies, and he's, you know, recovered from a deadly virus. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, I think he he gets like I think he gets excited and gets like more energetic when he's doing rallies and stuff. It's like this is the stuff that makes him like "Eh, I don't want to do this. Like this is not fun. Yeah, it's like me raking leaves when I was twelve. Yeah, I remember. I remember sweeping the patio. You know, I'm sure I was like a complete dud, complete jerk. You know, like my dad's. <laughs> my dad's. You know, works all week long, and then the weekends he wants to get all the stuff done on Saturdays, so Sunday he can kind of you know recharge. And then Sunday night he would always prepare for the next week, so he didn't really have Sunday off. So he asked us to sweep the sweep the patio, and then I just remember he come him over and he was so angry he grabbed the broom from me and he said look this is how you sweep and he like you know <laughs> like swept with a lot of vigor 
So I can get that. And he's probably, yeah, you're probably right. For him, it's like sweeping the patio. He's like, eh, brushing yeah. around the corners a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. The other thing that happened yesterday was, uh, was that Amy Coney Barrett was sworn in mm-hmm. last night. I saw that. Took a, took a month from from soup to nuts, from announcing that he, that was his nominee to getting her sworn in four weeks. Uh, maybe that's record time. I don't know. Clarence Thomas did the swearing in. He was the only Supreme Court justice to attend. It was an outdoor evening ceremony with more attention paid to social distancing and masking and all that business. Right. I don't know if you have any more thoughts about her. No, I mean, I think we've covered it pretty well. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. The personal opinions you have about the actual viewpoints of these judges almost is completely irrelevant. Why do you mean that? And what because, do you mean by that? Why well, do you like, mean that? Someone's tired like, now. Why like do you mean saying, that? Well, I think on Sunday we talked about this, how it's these guys are just – they're essentially political operators. They're not – like – Yeah, I get it. There's not a whole lot of actual – the legalistic framework is more of a, a, a structure for arguing between the, the justices f- to, you know, apply their viewpoint. It's yeah, not I mean, really. Think, yeah. We don't have to rehash it. I mean, my, my view is maybe a little more blunt. I don't blunt, a little less sophisticated. I mean, I think that the originalists turn out to be leaning to the right and the activists t- tend to be leaning to the left. I don't know if that's always true, but, um, that's my take on it. You know, if, in other words, if you, if you, if you just say the law has to adhere to basically something written in, in the 17, the end of the 1700s, um, and you're going to limit government to that framework, to that literal, literal writing, then business has a lot more room to run around and, and states have a lot more room to mistreat people. Um, I mean, I think I think I think a government that takes care of its citizens is a more active government than one that you know d- doesn't doesn't have to do that. But whatever, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think it's a bummer. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I don't think you know Biden. If he ha- if he knows what's going to happen, he's not saying he's going to put together a, a study group. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he's not going to do anything. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know. I mean, like I say, it's, it's like all this stuff just reflects badly on the people that are supposed to be doing stuff for us, I think. So, yeah. you know, unless you just like – like I think there's a lot of – I don't know. It, I just think that people look at this kind of stuff and to look at it and not be like, wow, the Democrats are completely bankrupt is just, you know – it's like, how naive are you? Yeah, I mean, I get the, I get as a, as a recovering libertarian, I get the idea that you know it's better for people and uh, to help other people and to people for people to help themselves. But realistically, things are so set up, so stacked against sub some subgroups of people, um, and there are events that are larger than anybody can handle. So the coronavirus, for example that it just isn't plausible to think that people are going to be able to hustle their way, um, you know, out of, out of their situation. It's just vastly, you know, uneven and it, and, and the unevenness gets inherited down either literally or figuratively, um, within groups. 
and that's got to stop. I mean, I think eventually that that does stop. I don't know if it stops peacefully or stops, you know, violently, but at some point people aren't going to put up with it anymore. I think, I hope, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's tough to say. And I don't know. I just think so much of this is just poisoned by like the, the way that we talk about this stuff is like completely skewed, you know, like, yeah. You know, we're talking about so it's we're talking about like, oh, is America a socialist country or not? Basically talking about like Medicare expansion. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah, well, and well, the well, fact that the Democrats don't have any they're, they're not interested in trying to set up a framework to change any of these conversations. And that just, you know, it's it's like if you see that as the end of your job then obviously nothing's ever going to happen. Yeah. Because I mean, the guys I, on the other side don't see that as the end of their job. They have, you know, every right. pe- every at every level of culture, they understand that they're working against the grain and they're spending money and, you know, actually yeah. doing activist stuff to change the conversation into stuff that is, you know, friendly to them. Yeah, it's amazing how much Bernie got done in a short period of time. And I mean, in terms of changing what was acceptable to talk about, right? Yeah, but I think that's all like basically it's up to us. It's basically up to us to keep that even going. Yeah, because I think I'm I'm underscoring your point. Uh, In other words, Bernie in a few years made it like from verboten to talk about – uh, single payer healthcare system to you know m- more of a discussion about whether whether it was going to be Medicare for all single payer sort of thing are we going to have some on ramp towards all that I mean n- nobody I know I know that the Democratic machine is not really interested in in you know necessarily getting there but the but the ability to talk about it without immediately being bounced changed. And I think it was, I think it was, I think Bernie did a lot of that. I don't think that that's, you know, that doesn't get the football past the, you know, goal line or whatever, but, but Bernie's out now. Yeah. Bernie did that and now Bernie's out. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So I think it, it's completely proportional to whether or not the thing that I it's it's tough because you say that but as soon as that happened Democrats immediately started just like going as right as they possibly could like now if you look at the people that they're going for for Joe Biden it's the same kind of thing as Hillary except now they're a little more successful because Joe Biden actually is basically a Republican and yeah yeah yeah. so if, if what I'm saying is that if if their reaction to the, just talking about like moving left in any direction, in any way, is basically to recalculate electoral strategy and become a right wing party. Like, that's not good. That's not that's people. Not and the fact that people don't view the Democrats as adversaries is a Pardon. massive problem. Yeah. And that's one thing I think Bernie did not do very well on. He, like, because it's tough. He's walking a tightrope. It's like, well, if I do this, then I'm definitely not going to be president, you know. But like now, now he's not going to be president anyway. And look, look where we are now. There's like a ton of people who 
you know, like it should have been an easy thing. And like Elizabeth Warren swept up so many people and it's like, yeah. she's squishy. There's no, you think Bernie's squishy and not going to do stuff. What do you think Elizabeth Warren's going to do? I don't know what you had for breakfast, buddy, but you're fired up. I agree with you. I understand. I, I, I mean, I do get it after <laughs> your quote. I don't, I can't, I can't, I wish I, I need to, I need to go back and listen to it so I can get it exactly right word for word. But you said something like sometimes they have a hostage and sometimes that hostage is you. You were talking yeah. about the Democrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Sometimes that hostage is you. <laughs> oh boy. But that's the thing. It's like, well, you might as well start thinking of a new plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But you can't yeah. keep thinking like don't get Stockholm syndrome, I guess, in the in the extended metaphor here. Yeah. Man, we got a long way to go, don't we? Yeah, that's that's the most disappointing thing about all this to me is how many people, as soon as Bernie was out, just back to business as usual. Yeah. As far as, you know, vote blue no matter who, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it it's just like that's just the end of your imagination. God, what a waste of time, right? I mean, it could be four or eight years, depending on what happens. Well, I guess it's it's like eight years, probably, no matter what, no matter who wins. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think if Joe Biden wins and dies, Kamala Harris cannot win an election. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I think I think this is. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not saying I disagree with it. I just haven't thought too much about it. It just it's just like this this four year Trump period that didn't that didn't advance us. The, the, you know, Biden is not clearly in advance, depending on if you're a real lefty. And it's not clear that Biden winning, and we've talked about this before, you know, if you're trying to get to the left, Trump for another four years, does that do it? Biden for, you know, four years, does that do it? What's the, what's the mechanism to get there? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's any of this stuff. That's Probably the thing. Is yeah. it's it's on us, you know. It's it's on us to change how people look at this stuff, and I don't really know how to do it. But uh, well, it's, you know, I just I was watching. I'm, I'm, I get a I've, I've subscribed to Heather Cox Richardson. She's an historian at Boston College, and she's very articulate. And she writes this newsletter almost every night, and it's a long, well done newsletter. And um, I was just watching a so, and she does uh, two videos a week, you know, on Facebook you know, for an hour. I don't know what else she does. I don't know if she doesn't sleep or I, I don't know. Um, but she said, she said, you know, there every every so often there's a reboot, you know, some sort of a fix. And she's talking about, you know, either either the Supreme Court gets involved and does something activist. Or there's a, you know, you have a constitutional convention or whatever it's called, and, and you have amendments to the Constitution. There's some fixing up of the, of, you know, sort of government and, 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 and the basic rules. And her, her point was that you, it, you can have glitches in a democracy. You, know, you can have periods of time and small things where the government is doing something that's not where the, you know, the majority of people don't really agree with it. But when that happens repeatedly and it's you know regular, um, then you have then then there is almost always 
uh, it almost always gets addressed one way or another. She said, you know, once it was civil war, but the United States so far has had a history of fixing this problem in nonviolent ways. And she said, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty much there now. We've sort of repeatedly have people who are elected who, who've won the electoral college, but have not won the popular vote. And so her view is that this, this, at least this part of it can't be sustained. I don't know whether there's enough popular support for, you know, programs that are left of where the Democrats are, but, but maybe, maybe. I think it depends on, this is what I'm trying to say too, is I think that's all right. But I think the, the sort of the way that they've gotten around this for the past 20 years is just kind of warping the senses of the people that are still willing to listen to media voices and stuff like that. Like the way that liberals talk about this stuff is like, I mean, it's, it's like we all recognize that the system is like broken and yet they want to completely adhere to all of the ways that are not even being observed. Uh, like the, the rules and regulations and that's only a small part of it, but like the fact that we're where we are and the pressure is this high and the, just the, this very lukewarm kind of responses you get from a lot of liberal, like just voters like yeah. talking about, I mean, people talk about like the, the thing it infuriates me when people talk about you being privileged if you don't vote that kind of thing. Cause it's like, well, who do you think is not voting? Who do you think the vast swaths of people that aren't voting are? I don't think it's the rich. Yeah. And it's certainly not you in the middle class, you know, professional like managerial people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that just, that, I don't know. it's like, yeah. it's like there is actually hatred for the poor among liberals. There's actually hatred for the poor among liberals. You think so? Absolutely. San Francisco still not seen as a shithole. How is that a problem? Or how is that? How does that fucking gel yeah. with anything that we're talking about? Yeah. Well, pretty much only if you like rich people and hate poor people. Yeah. That's a blunt statement, man. I mean, it's true. It's true. And it's it's not just necessarily a mindless hatred, but it's something that's basically premised on you misunderstanding something or, or, or tricking yourself into not believing something like these people really think just if, if we could just get these people to go vote, everything would change. And it's like, well, who are they going to vote for? Who are they? Are are they going to be able to vote? Liberals don't seem to care about that. Usually. Unless it's, you know, a, a Democrat that we're talking about. Do you think if there was a vast, so, you know, Google just got in trouble or, you know. The, <laughs> yes. The, the Justice Department is going after them for for um, um, uh, antitrust laws, right? Um, because they paid a bunch of money to Apple and other phone manufacturers to be the default browser, right? And there's, they're, they're going, I mean, Google paid billions of dollars for this privilege. 
So it tells you that it tells you that the default is super powerful. And, you know, I'm like super into like the behavior stuff. But the, oh, yeah. the, fact, that, the fact that Google's willing to do that means people are, you know, it just making that the default browser means gobs of people don't ever change their browser, even though it takes less than five minutes to do it. It's not really, you know, like rocket science. So Google's willing to do it because they know that the default matters a lot. There are countries where you are automatically registered, right? You don't have to do anything. You're registered to vote. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that if people were automatically registered to vote, let's suppose you move all, remove all the obstacles. You can do it online. You can do it on your phone. The way you can transfer, you know, like you can do all kinds of stuff on your phone. I don't think the security thing is the biggest problem here. Do, do you think that there would be a shift to the left just as a, as a thought problem, you know, an experiment. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a reason that they blocked the, that they're like willing to fight tooth and nail to stop felons from voting. Oh my gosh. I know. It's like, it's like Jim Crow all over again. I mean, it's just like every, you know, they, they hide it under a few layers of things, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's because, it's yeah, I mean it really is like just a few layers where it's like okay, well it's a felon. So it's it's a bad person. That's what we're coding in there. Yeah. And then quietly we're, you know, felonizing like everything. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean the, everyone yeah. kind of knows about the drug war thing, but like clearly it doesn't matter that much cuz they're all voting for Joe Biden. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton. Yeah. No, I agree. I I I I agree. I mean, I I still feel I still feel comfortable voting against Trump, but I think, you know, the question is going to be whether people like me, and people less, you know, a little to the right of me, but on the left, um, have any gas in the tank if if Biden's elected. I mean, are they going to be they're, are they going to be up in arms over this stuff when it's their guy oh, in the no. White House? Right. No. That's your point. That's yeah, Joe Biden, I mean, the only reason it's Joe Biden is because he's just psychically connected to the last time they all felt comfortable. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm going to I'm going to cleanse your palate. We're going to wrap up because I don't want to because I know you got to <laughs> Yeah, I got to go back to work after this. <laughs> I know you got to I know. I feel bad, man. Okay, listen to this. I told you I was going to try this. I slowed down Ben Shapiro. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I and I can't tell whether I like him in his normal James Cagney <laughs> or this kind of sloppy drunk Ben Shapiro here. Listen, I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. I am voting for Donald Trump in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he's not pitched down there, is he? He's no. He's that's the great sport. thing. You know, so it turns out technology, I didn't have, it's like Google, so I shouldn't Google it, right? I mean, there's being sued by the federal government. <laughs> I, searched, I did a search in my browser and I just like change, pitch change or something like that. Or maybe with some site I, already, I was already using to, you know, edit clips online. And you can slow it down without changing the pitch. Listen again, it just sounds like, we, it sounds like we're sitting at a bar <laughs> and we're, you know, like, like, hey, you didn't vote for Trump last time. What the hell's going on? I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. 
I am voting for Donald Trump in 2020. Okay. Can we get this guy another Michelob? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't know. Who do you like better? Do you like the... Do you like the amped up Ben Shapiro or yeah. look? I, I don't know. I think there's the character that you get of Ben Shapiro. I think he's really served by that. Just you know, yeah. The, he, you instantly get that he's like a debate kid from just that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the family ties Republican kid, whatever that guy's name was. Michael J. Fox, whoever his character was. No, you don't know. This is like 100 years ago. This is like. I know Michael J. Fox. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was a show called Family Ties, and he was one of the kids, and he was the the parents were like ex hippies, and uh, and he was he was the Republican in the batch. You know, he wore a tie to school and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Yeah. There you go. That's that's exactly right. All right. Well, we'll go back to the (laughs) the rapid fire machine gun, (laughs) Ben Shapiro. (laughs) But every once in a while, I just want to hear a little more. I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. You didn't? I am voting for Donald Trump in 2020. Donald Trump. You are? <laughs> All right, son. <laughs> that it's was great good. talking to you. I'm sorry that you I'm sorry that I upset you. No, not at all. It's just I mean, it's one of those things, man. Yeah, it's no. it's you know, like the, it like I was I I say this a lot, but it's like I feel like before we even start going after Republicans, we need to clean house. And that no. that's not talking – I mean we're talking about politicians, but we're talking about voters as well. Like these guys need to get their heads right. Yeah. Well, I'm learning a ton from you. That is for sure. And I appreciate every time I talk to you. All right. Are we going to talk Sunday? Absolutely. Cool. It's a lock, man. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Okay, I love you, son. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. I'm proud of you. Take care, okay? All right, I will.